Honey, I think it's gonna be so good for us to be away from your, <laughs> our families. I miss Houston. You don't know how lucky you are, you know? I mean, everybody wants to go to Des Moines. People come from all over the world just to get one look at Des Moines before they die. Some people say it's the best city in Iowa. I know All right. Hello, this is Rock Hard Caucus. You're the most important source of news to you and your family. (laughs) 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 The most trusted names and news. I'm Justin, and I've got Stella. Hello to all the families out there. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got Evan. Hey. And I've got Natalie. Rock Hard Caucus is for the children's. <laughs> uh, Chuck said he's eating dinner, so he, that's why he's not here this time. <laughs> he's eating dinner in exile. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to start something, start the show with something uh, that's kind of bad, and then some. The, the other thing we'll do is more fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't want the show to, like, only be about the Des Moines City Council every time we do it, but I think this was too important <laughs> to, to let it slide. So Natalie gave a, a pretty good summary of what was going on with uh, the special session meeting that Indira called, like, uh, a few weeks ago about opening a 24-hour warming center, and then the, the rest of the council, like, adjourned and walked out of the meeting and then change the rules so that Indira has less power. Listen to the half-hour clip of the last Toxic Feminine Mystique to get all the details of that, as presented by our friend Natalie. Correspondent. <laughs> There's been more uh, to the uh, the ongoing, I don't know, narrative events with uh, Des Moines City Council trying to ratfuck their newest member. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, shortly after they changed the rules and all that, this thing, hold on, I need to play this without playing the sound. Let's see if I can pull it off. Steam is tasty. I did not pull it off. All right, (laughs) let me share the screen with you. Hang on. (laughs) I'm flailing, I'm flailing. (laughs) Cut to commercial. All right, here's, so. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) look at this thumb of a man. Yeah. It's a rectangle. It, it looks like one of those wombat poops. That's yeah, yeah. That's like if I was a three-year-old and I was instructed to draw a frown, that is the like the quintessential frown. Yeah. It's like a tater tot. <laughs> tot magel. <laughs> if you at home are not uh, looking at this with us, we're looking at Todd Magel of KCCI because KCCI put out this really pathetic hit piece and uh, yeah I guess I'll start playing it and we'll play our game of yell pause if you want (laughs) to respond so here's Todd Magel at KCCI it says here he's a senior reporter you can tell by the wrinkles (laughs) you might guess they are not happy with hearing the profane comment from their fellow council person Indira Shoemaker they fear it's just another example of the breakdown of civility and growing divisiveness in politics. 
Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so for a little bit of context, this was the same week that the scion to the Kaufman empire, Bobby Kaufman, <laughs> yeah. uh, got some national attention for flipping off the people he was addressing in like the context of an impassioned speech. Yeah, it he was did a so little dumb. badass stunt. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of Republicans, a lot of people just thought it was stupid and they're right. (laughs) They also, you know, were trying to say like, well, this just points to the, you know, the state of our culture and how things are right Mm -hmm. now. Like the the lack of civility, the lack of civility. So I really feel like KCCI and whoever else covered Indira saying a dirty word like it's just sort of uh within a news cycle you have to have one action and then like an equal opposite reaction and yeah. they're not the same yeah. they're not the same yeah there's yeah. absolutely like a effort to like tie left wing activism to like trumpian shit like oh it's yeah. all the same shit it's all you know just like bluster it's or whatever rude <laughs> Which is, I feel like, important context for the clip they're going to play of Indira is that I was at this meeting. Mm-hmm. It was a direct response to the council meeting where they stripped her of her power, which was mm-hmm. in direct response to them um, murdering people in our community by refusing to do a warming center. So she is responding by people who have yeah. been uncivil and violent against her. So yeah. it's not like this is the first shot fired. It's like she is, this is a meeting we called in response to them taking away her power. Speaking at the city council meeting, we were like, is this pissing you off? It should. Here's what you can do about it. And then mm-hmm. invited people to this meeting. So right. that's the circumstances under which she's saying this, which I think is fine to say anyway. But yeah. yeah. Swearing is cool. (laughs) Swearing is very cool. And if you're not mad about this stuff and you're not swearing, like, why not? (laughs) Yeah. Normal people swear. Mm -hmm. It's very normal. Hell yeah, we do. (laughs) Dang it. We're all very normal on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hear the offending remark here. Let's hear what horrible things Indira said about her colleagues who trust her. (laughs) Yeah. Like, have to work with her every day. What did she say to offend them? I'm looking at people who want to run for 2023. We've got the mayor's seat is going to be open. It's no secret that members of the People's Town Hall are working to change city government by electing their own progressive supporters to the Des Moines City Council. But during the online meeting, Indira Shoemaker took it one step further by referring to her colleagues and the mayor with profanity. We need to build a slate for this next election and get these out here my initial reaction was so she said (laughs) if you couldn't tell from under the bleep she said motherfuckers we need to get these motherfuckers out of here we can say it because we're brave yeah we're not gonna bleep it (laughs) mother fuckers (laughs) kcci are cowards they should have played this uncensored on the evening news yeah they they really wanted it to have the impact that they desire. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the meeting on Monday, someone said, and you know what? You are motherfuckers. At the end of their comment. Hell yeah. And then 
Linda is on tape going, can we just ban speakers, Mayor? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. There's a clip of it on Twitter. She was like, can we just like no longer allow the public to exercise their free speech because we're offended? Like this is the like climate you create with this bullshit. Yeah. 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 So KCCI interviewed two of the other council members about this. I mean, this is what really elevates this to like a really clumsy hit piece is like bringing in two of the worst offenders and getting their side of the story. <laughs> How do you feel about being called a motherfucker? <laughs> when you say worst <laughs> offender, you mean the ones who are fucking their mothers the most. Like Absolutely. the yes. yeah, For the sure. most the most motherfuckers on the motherfucking council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the so the first one who they speak to in this uh, segment is Joe Gatto, and we all know he's Italian. And oh, you know, I was gonna say, I mean, uh, it's a little <laughs> getting into a little stereotyping, but I do know that Italians are known for loving their mothers a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, um, I would like to point out for folks listening to the podcast that Joe Gatto um, is definitely. I mean, like. Something that we discussed in our Toxic Feminine Mystique episode is how bad just like purely the optics of what the council is doing are. And he is being interviewed in front of a restroom, like clearly <laughs> in front of a restroom. Like this man has no. Oh, shit. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> <laughs> That's profane to me. That's offensive yeah. to me. Yeah, the, it's like it's like an all in the family when you would hear uh, a flushing toilet, toilet flush. in the background. <laughs> Where did you pick up that little fun fact, Justin? Uh, yeah, so if you go to patreon.com slash caucus, you can hear Stella and I discussing a book where uh, that is referenced. <laughs> Joe Gatto said all businesses matter the same yeah. week that they interviewed him. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was before this aired, right? Yes, he's mm -hmm. so yeah. racist. He called Taco Chucks unsightly transient merchants. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. God dang. <laughs> the all businesses matter. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> like, yeah. Who is discriminating and, against businesses? Like, it's it because Adira said that she wants to elevate the, the minority-owned businesses in the community. And he yeah. leaned in the microphone and said, actually, all businesses matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to be uplifting all businesses, actually. Sort of like, <laughs> I, I mean, that is the entire purpose of local government to people like him. Is like, <laughs> yeah, just uphold the business community. <laughs> <laughs> to serve business interests, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, here he is in front of the bathroom, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how he responds to being called. Can you add some like fart is. noises into it? And like, <laughs> <laughs> my initial reaction was uh, disappointment. It was just disappointing. Councilmember Connie Bozen and Joe Gatto are not happy about the comment. Now's not the time that we should be dividing our community. Now's the time that we should be working together. And I was really hoping, when she was elected, that that would happen. That she would be able to sit down, have oh, some meaningful so conversations. Her fault that they're rat fucking her. <laughs> they're they're not mad. They're just disappointed. Like what a paternalistic, yeah. patronizing fucking thing to say. 
Well, that was the thing, right? Is that they need two council members to put forward a, a motion now or, or whatever yeah. it was. So yeah. yeah, it's uh yeah, they need someone to, you know. I actually have a, a leaked video of Joe Gatto campaign headquarters on the night that Indira was elected and uh just pretend I'm showing you a video of a baby crying over spaghetti. <laughs> 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 the other, for the listeners at home, the other person they interviewed is Connie Bozen, whose mm-hmm. idea the rule changes were. Oh, so, she introduced that little thing, huh? Yep, yep. That was all her idea, um, which Josh Mandelbaum said he can't in good conscience say isn't in response to Indira, which is like the most <laughs> Josh Mandelbaum <laughs> oh <my> said. <laughs> Mealy mouth motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Well, but she just pulled it from Robert's Rules of Order, right? <laughs> just following the biggest rule book of all by doing that. Our favorite she, rules. She pulled it out of her extremely tight tight ass, which is about to expel a diamond <laughs> for how like tight ass she is. <laughs> and, you know, not be the disruptor or or use the type of profanity and things like that that we've heard for the past two years. I've heard um, these kind of words being thrown at us for which I had never heard before. (laughs) The first time she, the first time poor Connie Bozen in her 60s ever heard the word motherfucker was when the People's Town Hall people showed up. She only watches PBS. Yeah, I kind of believe her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not ever actually talked to any of her constituents other than business interests. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's never had a genuine interaction with a person. It's always just been like over a conference table <laughs> where you're not allowed to say bad words. <laughs> but I think it goes back to the bigger question of how do we bring back civility and how do we really work together? I, Indira Shoemaker... It's only been a few weeks since Shoemaker was sworn in as Ward 1 council person. At that time... She- oh, you were in that? Yeah, my the back of my head. <laughs> oh, that's you. Okay. Look, yeah, yeah. there's me. <laughs> oh, my hair looks good. Yeah, good great. <laughs> you look awesome. One <laughs> 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 council person. At that time, she promised something different on the council. My concern is very much in making sure that I am sticking to my morals and the promises that I made to the people um, and in doing the right thing more than it is, um, you know, being a part of the team when the team is not doing what I believe is the right thing. We are- she very clearly laid out what she was going to do, like yeah. from day one. <laughs> she didn't like try to trick them into thinking she was their friend. Yeah. They, uh, we- ins- uh, I was just going to say, yeah, instead of, uh, you know, like taking the criticism last year, they were like, Oh, we're not going to listen to you. You guys need to run for office. And now they did. And then one and then yeah, wasn't really ever about, uh, you know, civility yeah. to begin with. Well, there's kind of like these constantly moving goalposts because they're just trying to like distract everyone. <laughs> it's like, well, get involved in local politics. And then as soon as you show up to a meeting and say something that like they they don't like, they mm-hmm. like try to change all the rules, like keep you out, hire more cops to hang out in the room to intimidate you. And then it's like, well, why don't you run if if you don't like the way we run our meetings? And then Indira wins, and it's like, oh, we got to change the rules so she can't even speak at the meetings. It's just constantly, like, changing the rules. They're, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a return to civility means that she is, like, browbeaten into 
she becomes one of them, right? And she's made it very yeah. clear she's not going to do that. A return mm-hmm. to civility is like people not pay it, paying attention to the shitty decisions that they make. <laughs> Nobody like caring or, or holding them accountable. Yeah. They want their meetings to be these happy little like celebrations every week. Just Where like they can power trip. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They want to do their little like Black History Month proclamation. Yep. They honored Rosa Parks at the beginning of this last one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just pat themselves on the back about all all the like awesome economic development that they're enabling. <laughs> we asked Bozen and Gato if they want an apology and if they can still work with Shoemaker. Fuck you. <laughs> I got really thick skin. I don't I don't need it. Hold on, I got we gotta play that again because we <laughs> laughed over it. Alright, here's what Gato said. I got really thick skin. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I got really thick skin. <laughs> I got really thick skin. <laughs> if you have thick skin then you ignore them when they ask you to comment on this yeah, yeah. I mean he yeah. fucking called them and asked them to do this story 100% <laughs> yeah. a thick skin like a ravioli <laughs> yeah I got a thick lasagna <laughs> alright play the sound bite of uh Silvio saying anti-Italian discrimination. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't need I don't need an apology from Indira. You know, that's completely up to her. We might not agree, but that doesn't mean that we can't work together. And we reached out to Mm -hmm. Councilperson Shoemaker. We did not hear back today. The next Des Moines (laughs) City Council meeting is coming up on Monday. That is her greatest quality is that she hates the media and does not engage with it. <laughs> and whenever yeah. they reach out to comment, they just yeah. she just tells them, well, she says nothing. I love yeah. that. She knows which media to indulge, and that's us. It's us that. Yeah, exactly. She knows who to trust, just like you and your families know who to trust. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting around the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy blocked me on Twitter, Todd Magel. He blocked me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of thick skin. Fucking baby. <laughs> oh, shit. What was the date of that? I think that they ran this like the evening before what I'm about to say happened. So, it's February 3rd. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, this was right before this. So, the context there, as we said at the beginning, is that they've been constantly trying to uh, sabotage any of Indira's ability to like make progress within their structures particularly around the issue of taking care of people who are stuck living outside. So they shut down her meeting where she was trying to get them to open a 24-hour warming center. And that's, I mean, that's basically the reason they struck back with this KCCI fucking hit piece is like, don't try to get too big. You're like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the, like, right after they aired that on KCCI, somebody died living outside, froze to death outside overnight it fell through the exact cracks that indira and the people who have been showing up to these meetings outlined and this is after someone died last year Mm -hmm. and after a lot of people including natalie have like made really compelling arguments for how inexpensive a 24-hour warming center would be or just any other kinds of of options like you can just tell by their response and the way that they say the existing homeless shelter in the community 
like they don't see it as their responsibility. They don't understand that someone dying when they have the power to prevent deaths like this, like that that is their responsibility. Mm -hmm. When you look at like comparable places like Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, they haven't had someone die every year because they are opening warming centers. Cedar Rapids has two, at least it did. So I think there's a pretty direct line you can draw by the fact that we are continually having these like very tragic deaths under similar circumstances and the places that are most comparable to us are not having this happen. And the biggest difference is that they open these centers and Cedar Rapids has homeless shelters too, but they as a city understand that these are serving different purposes and they do open warming centers. I mean, I I shouldn't say the city does it because like it is like activists who push for these things like the one in Johnson County, I think was after the agitation of some people who worked really hard for it. So I never want to give government credits for things because the government is worthless. (laughs) But like (laughs) once activists push for it. Yes. And they did open these places and they haven't had tragic deaths. And and we do. And it just keeps happening that people freeze to death outside. Mm -hmm. But to KCCI, that's not the story that the that's city council is just no. like Incivil. ignoring, ignoring their responsibility to take care of this. <laughs> yeah. The story is that Indira called them a name because they refused to do anything. She was uncivil towards her, her who should be her friends and colleagues. Yeah, bringing visibility to these issues is is uncivil. It's like they just <laughs> no. want people to just like fucking disappear. They want all the criticism to disappear. They want people like underserved people to just fucking disappear and they don't have to fucking think about it ever yep yeah they don't think of them as people they think the only people that they need to worry about are business owners like business interests and developers the people who donate to their campaigns for example i um in preparing for my comments this week for the city council i went and i read every single campaign disclosure it took me so long (laughs) um for all of the donors for the city council and Every single one except Indira has many, many developer donors. It's not just that everyone else has donors that has a donor. It's like many, many, many. Like they are accepting so, so much money. And the county family itself has given every single person except Indira $10,000 or more over time. (laughs) Which is like, it's just like these people are accepting so much money. It's so disgusting. It's blood money. They're being paid to not care. Like, it's not even just that they don't see them as human. It's that they are representing people who want this problem to be hidden away. And um, doing something about it puts it front and center. And it makes the city look bad. And it makes the houseless people be in public in public areas and that's just not going to work yeah <laughs> so you're saying natalie so every single council person besides indira regardless of like whatever their whatever work they've done or the beliefs that they've espoused or their political yeah. party every single one has received money from developers uh, and wow. construction companies yep every single one and I'm not talking about one donation. I'm talking about thousands of dollars. Every single person but Indira. Mm-hmm. I was like getting kind of teary reading Indira's disclosure statement because there were so many names and such small amounts. It was so cool. Um, it had Justin on it and <laughs> oh, Anastasia. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> and <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, look at how many people and like how little money they get and like how different it is. And like, I am, I really think that the most important thing to look at in a candidate ever again, going forward is where they got their money. And that's going to be my main focus. Yeah. It's clear who the the teams are us versus them when you look yep. at who's going to money. That's how you know who owns you is you pull up yeah. the campaign disclosure statement. Yep. yep. And the money that I sent her, uh, that's money that I, I got through patreon.com slash rock <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so thank you. Listeners. That's basically our pack. <laughs> I mean, that is, yeah. that is rock hard pack. Cock pack, baby. Cock pack. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go to rockhardcock.us slash pack to learn more. <laughs> Okay, before we move on from this part, though, I do want to read KCCI's reporting on the man who was found dead overnight after they aired the stupid motherfucker hit piece. It was really, it was really sensitive and like... Yeah, this is the worst part <laughs> of the whole thing to me. <laughs> this is how KCCI talked about the guy who was found dead. Des Moines officials are trying to determine how a man whose body was found in a tent died. According to city officials, the body was found Thursday in a tent on a bike trail along the Des Moines River south of Euclid Avenue. Yep. Did I say it right? You got Euclid. it. <laughs> I've never had to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, residents of the campsite where the man's body was discovered told investigators that the victim was experiencing health issues yesterday and was encouraged to seek medical attention, Des Moines officials said in a news release. So they're straight up just copying and pasting from an official city statement on this. Who have, The city, of course, wants to abdicate responsibility. Central Iowa Shelter and Services told the city they are familiar with the man and were in contact with him. Quote, he was provided the opportunity to shelter at CIS or a hotel, but declined both. His tent contained a propane heater, city officials said. Uh, there is no indication of traumatic injury or foul play, according to a Des Moines news release. So their first priority in putting out a news story about a man who was found dead because he doesn't live inside of a house was just to say, this guy died and it's not the city's fault. <laughs> they did everything <laughs> they could. <laughs> That's I this. saw someone horrible commenting like, he, you can't help people who refuse help. Mm -hmm. And something about that enraged me because I know those propane haters were yeah. a big push from Des Moines Mutual Aid. They mm -hmm. did a yep. huge fundraiser for them. The people who have those, they accepted help. They mm -hmm. just didn't want help from CIS for all the reasons that we've said. He clearly accepted help. He had a mutual aid heater. He was clearly, yeah. if he believed that someone was actually trying to fucking help him, then he was going to take it. Like that's how we got a heater. He, it's just, it's just drives yeah. me crazy because I know where those those things came from, and it yeah. also particularly enrages me because at the last meeting we got a lecture from some lady about like why don't you go out and help if you care so much about this mm -hmm. stuff, and it's like mm -hmm. what was in the man's tent, and I don't want to claim credit for Demore Mutual right because I'm not on it, but I'm just saying yeah. like fuck, dude. Yeah, the people who are at the fucking city council meetings are the ones who are helping <laughs> for the most part. Like, <laughs> if you care, you care across the board. Like, they're doing everything that the city's not doing. Yeah, it, I mean, it's really telling, like, sis, their first response is to try to absolve themselves of, of responsibility and say something like, well, we tried to even get him in a, into a hotel 
and mm-hmm. I don't know if if it's the the city or the state or journalists who would have a responsibility or ability to like subpoena their records and see if that really is the case. Like if they did try to do that, yeah, it's just really their word against yeah. And they have every they have every interest in in lying too and saying that they did yeah. try to do yeah whatever they could. And you know, there's going to be no follow up. There's never going to be no. another article about it. No, because no. who? I mean, who is there to represent this guy who died? Like, yeah, what can we do? <laughs> we don't. He's dead. He can't tell us what happened. And they're not going out and asking. Like, it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's violence. It's uncivil. Like, why don't you see that this is actual violence and words aren't like, yeah, but this is not seen as state violence. And then just to have KCCI basically be an arm of the state and reprint press releases from the city. Mm-hmm. It's like they, I, there is zero chance they fact checked any of this. Mm-hmm. Why would they? They were handed the information. Like they, yeah. that's easy. They, <laughs> if like I don't have to do police. any work, like, Hey, check the box. Yeah, the city, the police, they're treated as though you don't need to fact check them. And you mm-hmm. do. They lie. They I mean, this was a this was a debacle. Like they clearly have an interest in like immediately being like, this wasn't our fault because they were yep. just under the microscope for how they, yep. this was gonna yep. happen and then it happened. Yep. That's I think so so telling was like they're announcing that this happened and the messaging all around it is that it's not our fault because they can't just say it happened. They have to be a yep. little bit more on the on the offensive about it after someone died last year and after people were saying this is going to happen again. And then it did. Yeah, it's not like they're just like, oh, we're just reporting the facts. It's like, oh, he might have had, he, someone said he was experiencing health issues. So maybe his cause of death wasn't that he lives outside and it's too cold to live outside. Maybe maybe he it's like the like people who think covid's fake. It's like no, yeah. they have other fucking health they problems. They died with covid. Mm-hmm. They not died of, of covid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you see how much they weighed? Yeah. Did you see yeah. how old they were? It's not covid. It's just that they're fat and old. If he had health issues, I'm pretty sure it's not helped by the fact that it's <laughs> fucking sub-zero temperatures outside i don't know any health issues that improve yeah i I wonder (laughs) if like you know the lifestyle of being impoverished and not having a home like contributed to any sort of health issues he had yeah and i mean that's that's part of it too is like once these people if they were able to just like i don't know fill every empty condo (laughs) right in des moines and put someone in there like once you solve that issue for a person then you have to like the the types of services that they need to access are expensive for the for the state right like getting mental health services and catching up on all the health care that they might need so like once you solve the the immediate problem of housing there's going to be a lot of other issues that the person wasn't able to take care of due to the day-to-day task of just trying to survive living without a home so I mean, it's it's not in their interest for people to to have housing because then they need to access a bunch of other services and get a bunch of other support that the city doesn't want to help them with. Well, I think then it's time for us to move on to the second half of tonight's show, which is it's. I think it's going to be more fun. It's less bleak. Um, it's a little bit more <laughs> like kind uh, of <laughs> what. Well, it's what 
what we have fun with the most on the show, which is bullying people and talking about <laughs> them and, and they, saying their names on the show and saying yeah. bad things about them. <laughs> that, that we have not substantiated. <laughs> That's our bread and butter. <laughs> we need like a, a number to set up for, for anonymous tips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that wouldn't be that hard. Maybe we could actually do that. <laughs> yeah, like a Google uh, yeah, inbox Google, thing. Yeah, mm, Google Voice. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this we're this is our like TMZ Gawker <laughs> blind item yeah. segment yeah. of today's show. Um, I mentioned that that guy Todd Magel blocked the show on Twitter. Um, a lot of us and the people <laughs> who listen to our show and are friends with us were blocked by a guy named Andy. Suck ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never interacted with him. This is uh, every time a Iowa Democrat blocks me before I've even ever interacted with them. I like scratch a notch into my desk. <laughs> You're guilt, guilt That's a, by there's two. That's two. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's because you're in the Rock Hard Caucus bio and Justin and I yeah. are still online. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've learned that there's a there's a, a list of accounts to block. It's called Amber's List, and the uh, <laughs> Iowa Democratic Party operatives pass it among each other. Uh, as soon as, like, some, like, little 14-year-old moves to Iowa and they hire him to manage, like, a city council campaign, mm-hmm. but they hand him Amber's List, and these, they're like, watch out for these guys when you're when you're out there working 80 hours a week, violating child labor laws. <laughs> yeah. Zach Walls showed him how to do it in a Google sheet. So <laughs> this guy, uh, Andy Sukaski, he, that's profane. He runs the, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to demand an apology. <laughs> he runs the Senate majority. I guess it's like a pack or something, but it's, it's a fundraising fucking thing for the <laughs> the Iowa state senate candidates. They've called it Senate majority for like the last 10 years even though they haven't had a majority for like what 8 years. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a dickhead and he runs that and like he was picking fights with like socialists on Twitter and shit and pissing everyone off so everyone was dunking on him and it was like a feedback loop well yeah it was handle it it was the uh actually republicans want to defund the police because the iowa state patrol asked for a certain amount of money and then kim gave Mm -hmm. them exactly how much money they asked for and like just yeah idiot that was like shit that was like a coordinated messaging thing which seems like andy and zach walls cooked that up between them or something it's just like the Reynolds, um, under Reynolds, there's way more abortions. Yeah. You know, Reynolds isn't, Reynolds is the one defunding the police. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That was actually what uh, got us, got Amber mad was because they were posting some shit about like, oh, actually tax rates are higher in Iowa than they are in California, which is like super misleading for one. And then also obviously like fucking stupid messaging again. So I tweeted at OPAC and then that's what caused Amber to meltdown. Anyway. Right, I I recall. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at first Andy was like trying to roll with the punches and like, you know, fight back, do his little snarky tweets about us. But then one morning he just freaked out and blocked everyone. And so <laughs> Natalie had the idea to solicit stories from everyone that knows who we are asking for stories about like their experiences with these people who are in positions like Andy, like 
it, we're a gossip column now. It's like <laughs> stories we're about like little. We're always the gossip column, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace it. Stories about little shitty things they do that they don't want the world to know about. And now we're going to tell you. (laughs) Obviously, this is all under the heading, allegedly. Yeah. Sources say, sources claim, and we're going to tell you some of these stories that Natalie received in her inbox. The other impetus for this uh, was there is a child named Jackson Bose. (laughs) Mm. who is who ran Josh Mandelbaum's campaign and is a little shit. And he was attacking um, Taylor Weber, who is a local mm. activist on Twitter. And then everyone dogpiled on him because he's a, lo- an, a known idiot and obnoxious person. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows who Jackson is. And so then someone named Dan Pereira yes. tweeted, this is because there's stories about Dan Pereira. So that's yeah. why the background for it is he tweeted, it's never acceptable to attack teenagers, even over politics. You and forgot a very important part of that tweet. Friendly reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, which is just astounding. Just like he is being attacked because you employed him. Yeah. Like- yeah. He's a political <laughs> campaign manager. Like, what are you yeah. fucking talking about? Also, the thing with him is like, he won the campaign. So, like, why do you even still care? Like, that's your job is just to win elections. Yeah. Obviously, all the other shit is fucking already taken care of, you know? If like, I yeah. ever run for office, I'm going to surround myself with people who, like, you're just not allowed to insult. Like you could, yeah. you can't say that to someone who wears glasses or like <laughs> children or like anyone yeah. who you know you're not supposed to insult in any way. It's uh, Operation Human Shield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so he gets he's old enough. He's a big boy enough to like fo- foist sniveling little maggot Josh Mandelbaum on us and then mm-hmm. leave he doesn't even fucking live here but he's right. not old enough to say hey please don't shit on activists who are actually living here trying to make things better he can't handle that no you well i all i said to him was fuck you jackson <laughs> maybe i don't know that one's a little less substantive than don't attack children just because we give them jobs. Well, and again, like, because he's a minor, like, I don't want to talk about him too much, but, like, he left high school to, like, work for Elizabeth Warren or something. Oh like, gosh. he's a weird case. Like, if what is going on? If you're old enough to work, it, you're old enough for me to be a jerk. <laughs> As the old saying goes. Man, it just reminds me of Pete Buttigieg. There's, like, yeah. there's just a million Pete Buttigieg's out there yeah. and Jackson is one of them. <laughs> yes. There's a, there's an article in his high school newspaper after he left his high school about like how ambitious he is and it's like bone chilling to read. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrifying that a kid is doing this. <laughs> well, and like I just firmly believe like like I was a moron at that age. The only way you get fixed is if people are mean to you. The only way that my politics got <laughs> fixed is because Alan was a dick to me about it. And he was right. He was right. And it did make me be like, hey, like, you know, like maybe that is like pretty capitalist for me to say. Or like, you know, it's like, it's mm-hmm. like, 
you have to accept criticism to grow. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I went through. You could go through. Absolutely, it, same here. I mean, liberals <laughs> liberals can be gotten that way for sure. Like at a certain yeah. point, like, their brain breaks, and like they're like, "Yeah, actually, wait. Like my whole ideology is like not really like working for the things that's, that I want." Mm-hmm. That's why we send eighteen year olds to go fight in wars because they <laughs> <laughs> like they are are can be such true believers. And they're so like fervent and passionate about these things and their brains aren't fully formed yet. So they like, they're just gonna, you can spoon feed it to them and they're going to be the most ardent supporter of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So we should start getting into these submissions. Yeah. 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 There's one I would love to read first. What is it? This is um, from at KC from DSM in April, 2019. I saw Ed Fallon bring a group of girls dressed as penguins to an Andrew Yang rally. His goal was to make a point about climate change. Mildly creepy. I think they were all college students. (laughs) You know he just had the penguin costumes like in his basement too. He's a he's a known creep, Ed. Fallon. Right, yeah. There, there's like a me too thing about Ed Fallon. Yeah. Why Andrew yeah. Yang? <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand the angle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Gavin Aronson brought up an article about that little protest stunt. There were boys in the group as well. It was not there exclusively college girls. And to to be. To be fair, I I don't think Ed Fallon is exactly like a democratic operative. He's more like a weirdo climate activist. Mm. So a, a lot of these are like party hacks. Ed Fallon is not that exactly, as far as I know. Okay, so um, I'll just start at the top of that document then, and then we can end uh, with the big... Someone sent us a big document with a, a bunch of good ones in it, so yeah. I appreciate that person. <laughs> um. So this person is, I got it from Twitter. They asked to remain anonymous. So not sure if this has been brought up, but in the 2020 caucus, my district was approximately the Weber neighborhood in Iowa City. And that Democratic Party caucus was held in the West High Gym under Janice, is it Wiener? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. I was there for Bernie in the first round. We were going to count people going in the following order. Warren, Buttigieg, Sanders, Yang, then everyone else. When we got to the Sanders crowd, it was revealed that we were one person short of viability for the second round. So one guy from the Yang crowd walked across the gym to save Sanders. This would not have eliminated Yang because there were many more people. They had many more people than we did. Ew. How? Yeah, weird. Oh, yeah. weird yes. neighborhood. Weird neighborhood. <laughs> weird. <laughs> Bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Janice Wiener saw this and explicitly blocked him from walking over, even though neither Sanders nor Yang had been conclusively counted yet. Her excuse were that the Warren and Buttigieg crowds were already counted. And I mean, come on. At this point, we know why she wouldn't want that. Just purely (laughs) the type of anti-democracy bullshit that spoon-fed the nomination undeservingly to Biden. Never been able to stomach the thought of her since and sure as hell won't be supporting her at all around her Iowa Senate campaign. That's so shitty. I thought that was supposed to be the whole reason that these people yeah. like caucuses is like mm-hmm. yeah well they like it because it's just like being on a city council you can enforce whatever rules you want <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck right, is right. going on so you can just make shit up block people from doing stuff you don't like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah janice is uh currently a uh 
Yeah, she's a, she's a city council member right now. I was thinking she was a county thing, but yeah, she's a Iowa City Council member and she's running for Iowa Senate as the submitter alluded to. Uh, I will read this next one. This is from Anonymous. And they said, so I'm reporting this anonymously. But yeah, like Nicholas said, that's our, our pal city of Iowa, Nicholas, you should look into Deeth. Deeth is John Deeth. Mm-hmm. He works at the auditor's office in Iowa City, or Johnson County, rather. He is the main voter registration and absentee ballot processing guy at the auditor's office, while also being on the executive committee for the Johnson County Democrats and being a paid political consultant. Basically, he has unlimited access to iVoters as well as access to the VAN. That's like the database of all the you know voter addresses and shit, which I know he has shared voter information with people updating the van without having them do a voter list request. There has even been a Press Citizen editorial written about how he shouldn't be doing paid campaign work while at the office. <laughs> he says he does all of his political stuff on his own time, but come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we all know what having an office job is like. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not purely... T- yeah, come on. I do this on my, I do this on my office time. <laughs> yeah. I do want to know, like, he does wear a kicky beret. So, like, that is charming, but is he corrupt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next one is... Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to note that I think he's written a couple books, which might be fun for a book club. Oh, geez. (laughs) Not more books. Put them on the list. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, next one is from Aaron. Not Aaron Calvin or any other Aarons, any specific. Um, Different Aaron. Different Aaron. Okay, I have a tale for you. At my location for the 2020 caucus, none other than Senator Claire Celsi or Kelsey. I'm not sure. I think it's Celsi. Yeah. Celsi. Yeah. Chelsea. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Senator Claire Celsi herself made an appearance. She made a little speech and then went over to the Warren side. Pete had the lead, but Bernie was right behind. Warren and Klobuchar were both under the cut, so Claire got the brilliant idea to lead nearly her entire career to the Amy side. This served no purpose other than splitting the vote and sabotaging Bernie. She even had the gall to high-five one of the Amy people there after the votes were tallied. I told her to her face that what she did was shitty and obvious, and she gave me this shocked expression as though no one had ever called her out before. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I get. I remember her getting into it with, with Jalen before, yeah. and like yeah. she another Democrat who's like not used to criticism like whatsoever. Yeah, no, not at all. I've never heard words like that before. Yeah. First <laughs> <laughs> time I heard the word motherfucker. <laughs> She's a Connie Bozen type. Yeah. For this next one, this is a friend of the show, but I didn't ask him whether he wants to be anonymous or not. So Okay. So if you go through our, our list of uh, guests, <laughs> narrow it down. <laughs> In college, Jack Avenue at Jackson Avenue. I love that he provided the... <laughs> he tagged him in it. I mean... Wait, so is his name Av or Avenue? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The current campaign manager for at Sarah for Iowa was renowned for providing alcohol to high school debaters that he was coaching. Ooh, boy. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. You have some experience on how healthy and non-toxic debate high school debate is. Yeah. 
<laughs> high school debate is the worst. I can't believe there aren't more high school debate serial killers. <laughs> it just like breaks your psyche in a way that like you you either quit or you murder someone. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't actually know who this person is talking about. I went to Jackson Avenue on Twitter and it says the account is suspended. <laughs> That was campaign manager for Sarah for Iowa. What's Sarah's last name again? I don't remember. Uh, Sarah, yeah, Sarah Garriott. She's running for mm-hmm. Senate District 22. So allegedly, her campaign manager, Jack Av, uh, was renowned for providing alcohol to high school debaters while he was their coach. That's, that's exactly what they all did, too, because yeah. the coaches are not very much older, and they they want the high schoolers to like them so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine wanting to be liked by teens. Oh, <laughs> I actually, I absolutely love teenagers. I think it's the coolest age, but <laughs> I wouldn't give them alcohol because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll do the next one. This is anonymous as well. Hi, Natalie. I don't think we've met in person, but I'm a fan of the pod. Thank you, anonymous. I saw from your tweet that Daniel. Pereira is now in Iowa and is being <laughs> shitty. <laughs> I try to keep a low profile on Twitter due to navigating the nonprofit industrial <laughs> complex. Oof. Love them. I feel for you. But I went to Rutgers with that guy and he was a shitty dem hack then as well. So if you'd like any Dan Pereira being <laughs> shitty stories for anonymous use, I'd be happy to give you what I have. I'll get to compiling, but in the meantime, here's a glowing profile of Daniel for the New Jersey College Dems, where they scrubbed the comments of everyone who hated him. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, so it's a link to the New Jersey College Dems Weebly website, so they didn't even even register a domain like (laughs) rockhardcock.us. Okay, so backstory. I was in the student movement fighting a corrupt Democratic Party machine, not unlike Des Moines, in New Brunswick, New Jersey. You guys ever heard about uh, any political corruption among New Jersey Democrats? (laughs) (laughs) This is news to me. Uh, Dan was a member of the Rutgers Dems who would hang around the student movement. He always acted like the hottest shit because he was in Dem politics and dismissed all the organizing we did in New Brunswick because it was unthinkable to go up against the machine. Oh my god. Can you imagine thinking you're cool because you're a Democrat? Oh my god. (laughs) Reminder, this is the guy who scolded us for uh, being mean to a teenager on Twitter. (laughs) I don't have much in the way of receipts from the time, but here's an archived Google Buzz convo with his general demeanor and a single damning quote. Are you this guys is still pretty on good buzz? for receipts. Are you, guys is... still, are you guys still using Buzz? <laughs> what the fuck is Google Buzz? I've never heard of that shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's like some chat room thing. But I mean, even the fact that you have this chat room like screenshot yeah. is pretty amazing. So thank From you for 2010. this. 2010. From... I love that. Yeah. I love that. This person is a fan of me. Yeah. <laughs> and they save receipts. <laughs> love them. They're Friend a, of the show. Petty bitch. Just like yeah. we are, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so there's... There's some names blocked out here. So one person says, why are the white hairs allowed to make decisions that affect me? It's kind of ageist, ageist, if you ask me. Damn. <laughs> but we know the kind of people they're talking about. Why are the wrinkle bags allowed to make decisions <laughs> oh, yeah, that I affect s- me? I said something like that earlier, didn't I? <laughs> 
and Dan says in response, because in a republic, that is how things work. If you don't want white hairs, vote for someone else, dot, dot, dot. Or better yet, come work for my candidates. <laughs> what oh, an he asshole. He's so hot. I would also yeah. like to note that he capitalized republic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. We live in a republic, not a democracy, guys. Friendly reminder. <laughs> wow, this guy knows Latin. He's really smart. <laughs> and then someone said, make me your candidate and I will. <laughs> I like that person a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan said, where do you want to run and how much will you pay me? They said, I'll run out of New Brunswick and I'll pay you with the corporations that are now allowed to back candidates. Welcome to 2010, folks. Citizens United. <laughs> uh, Daniel said, impossible to beat the new Brunswick machine. Sorry to break it to you. Run somewhere worthwhile, and I would totally run your campaign full of dirty money. <laughs> uh, someone said, clearly impossible. After all, winning by an 81-vote margin in a city of 55,000 means they are unstoppable. This is dripping with sarcasm. Sorry if my voice doesn't uh, convey that. <laughs> After all, what other than an invincible machine could muster such a crushing margin? <laughs> Damn, they're just blow after blow owning him. <laughs> and to that, Daniel said, yes, congratulations, you guys lost. This time isn't a ward campaign, which most people don't care about. Now you're running full-fledged against the sitting council. Not only does each member literally have a stake in it, the state party has a stake in it. You have bet the bank on the student vote and pray the rest doesn't turn out. You scared them last time. Don't expect similar fortunes this time. I can just imagine some asshole like in a shadowy office talking about Indira like this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he kept coming around because he wanted to fuck one of our lead organizers, and she rejected him, after which point he went on a rampage, talking shit to the college Dems and any legislators that would listen statewide. We were trying to build a statewide student activist network, and he tried to get the unions to ice us out unsuccessfully, and also tried to block student movement people from Democratic Party campaign jobs as he went on to run some party canvassing operations after college. I'm no longer Facebook friends with him, but some other folks are. So if I dig up anything else embarrassing, I'll send it along. But the long and short of it is that he's always been a party hack and probably sees a lot of himself in Jackson Bowes. Anyway, thanks for entertaining my ramblings, and I hope in some small way they can contribute to making his life a little bit worse <laughs> and the Iowa Democrats' shittiest elements just a little weaker. <laughs> well, Dan, I'm sorry you didn't get to have sex in college. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> guys, he Allegedly. might still be a virgin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, I really like uh, this last paragraph, and I think it really speaks just to the mission of the podcast as, we as yeah. well. Yeah, Entertaining, sure. ramblings, making um, the worst Democrats' lives just a little shittier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... I aspire to nothing more than that, really. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if this person wants to be credited, but they have a good... Um, they, this, um, the last couple were the ones that were tweeted in response to me instead of DMing me. Okay. So I think that it's fair to say that we can plug them. And this person is a, is a friend of the show, so... Yeah. Well, all of them are, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of you. Oh, no. They're going to DM me and be like, I'm not a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that 
nine, the rest of them are were public. So yeah. This yeah. is from um, best friend of the show, at Girl Cock Holmes. This isn't really skeezy, but in February 2020, they closed my primary location last minute, so I had to walk three miles through slush in the shitty industrial part of Cedar Rapids. And when I got back, I suddenly had the worst flu symptoms of my life, so I definitely <laughs> got everyone sick. <laughs> I mean, that sucks, but I mean, we're talking about making the Democratic Party weaker, you know, Yeah, <laughs> maybe some good happened. Our friend Girlcock was uh, an early COVID vector in Cedar Rapids. So. Patient zero. This is like a huge issue ongoing with the Democratic Party is that uh, they don't care about accessibility at all. Mm-hmm. And they always want to make it worse and harder for people to access stuff. I know from being a county convention delegate, people were pushing for them to choose a location on a bus route. So Mm -hmm. people who take the bus would be able to be, you know, delegates. And they chose a like convention center way off in out in the suburbs. So it's just like that was just like a crystallizing moment for me of like it would be so simple to just help this someplace that is by a bus stop and then people could get there but if you don't have a car you're not allowed to be a democrat so. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't even remember where all i drove in 2016 like there was something in tiffin i don't remember where the district convention was but yeah like if you can't figure out your own transportation like all over the state fuck you if you want to participate <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely uh, next one's real short from Mrs. Dagger. She's cool. Yeah. Chris Coleman and Sean Bagnuski, who is the chair of the Polk County Democrats, used yeah. to be my regulars and they suck at tipping. Uh, I'm sure that this <laughs> applies to probably most everyone else that we've mentioned. <laughs> but This is the number one way to tell if someone's a good person Absolutely. is how they tip. Yeah. Or just how they treat people that they don't necessarily like quote unquote, have to be nice to. Like if you treat mm-hmm. people who are in the service industry bad or people like even telemarketers or whatever, like if you're <laughs> if you're nice to me, but you're mean to the waiter, like you're not a nice person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a short submission, but it is a very important one. Yeah. And I, I want to shout out our, our friend Taylor. Who, yeah, uh, I was thinking of that too. Let, let everyone know that Andrew Yang was a shitty tipper. <laughs> a, a really <laughs> shitty tipper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? It was like something abysmally low. Yeah. I don't, well, remember, I don't remember the figure. Like, but. he thinks that the $1,000 a month thing, like, if he can make that happen, like, that's a big <laughs> tip from him to every single American. So he doesn't yeah. need to true, tip. True. He'll get us He's back. Even an IOU yeah. guy's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, that dude's like a multi millionaire, and like, these people yeah. Yeah. most likely are not. Yeah. So, well, it's that's like how even you get bigger rich. discrepancy. Yeah, no by tip. not tipping, yeah, by taking advantage <laughs> of services and not paying mm. for them. That's Rich right. people, they truly like they have found so many ways n- to get out of paying for stuff. They just don't pay for it, and they get free stuff all the time. Yeah, Trump was not an anomaly as much as they want you to think so. Like mm-hmm. how much he ripped off everyone who like built his stupid buildings. Like mm-hmm. no, they're all doing that. One hundred percent. I'll read the next one just a sec. This person has uh, two great degrees <laughs> at pirate lawyer md oh my god <laughs> well three great degrees because he got one You're of them right. on the high on seas. the high seas yeah <laughs> <laughs> high seas get degrees baby <laughs> high seas get degrees 
Wow. Damn. Wow. Very, very good. Very quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Still is so funny. OMG, I have a novel about my work trying to make the 2020 caucus more accessible and hosting my own satellite. This was things that I got a ton of. And, like, there doesn't really bear repeating a bunch of those. But, like, everyone said that they tried to make their caucus more accessible or open a satellite. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was fucking nightmare. So we got a bunch of those that I just didn't include. Yeah. So much of everyone's resentment is just about like how awful it is trying to vote for these fucking people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to show up at the caucuses yeah. and like <laughs> truly an avalanche of evil bullshit. How about the time a DNC staffer called my boss <laughs> to complain to her I was being too critical of the IDP in the New York Times? God, narc. Yeah, I need to follow up. I want to know what that is about. I do too, because I thought IDP only gets glowing coverage in the New York Times. (laughs) Well, I guess except for the caucus situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the last one before we get to the big document is from my favorite poster, Ash Ayers. Um, I'm obsessed with this guy. It's really creepy of me. Um, but he did like the funniest string of Rob Sand tweets yeah, I've dude. ever seen. <laughs> They're so good. And yeah. After that, I've I've just been obsessed with him. I thought about turning notifications on for his Twitter, but that's too far. Um, <laughs> and he tweeted that he we should try to do the time. He tried to help the IDP field staff unionize, and they started firing people. We wanted to just have him on to talk about that. So that's hopefully to be continued. I don't know yeah. if he'd be willing to do that or not, but hopefully he's funny. I think he would he'd be a great guest. He's so funny. I'm such a creep. <laughs> okay. We had someone send this is like really beautiful and I really appreciate this. They made an entire Iowa Democratic Party Google document that includes like a dozen stories that they just like <laughs> made and sent to us and like that's a level of grudge holding that i absolutely love um i think i forgot to ask if they wanted to be anonymous i'm so i, so I think at, they like, did i i remember seeing a tweet from them okay, i don't cool. yeah i don't okay. think they want to we'll err on have the side of that on. anyway yeah so and they included a bunch of screenshots which i love great great all around So use the wrong email address for a progressive SCC member for months after repeated attempts to fix it to ice her out. So like intentionally using the wrong email address because you're mad at someone. So that they don't find out about meetings and stuff. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of, which I appreciate, uh, first and last names in this document. Um, Allegedly, we'll sprinkle in some (laughs) allegedly. Allegedly, Penny Rothsford calls the 4th District SEC members to gossip constantly. She also calls to police social media behavior, but boo! (laughs) (laughs) So lame. That's so lame! So lame! But of course, didn't give a shit about Tisha Dumkrieger posting a transphobic rant about men not needing period products, which was included. Who Should we know who that person is? Uh... I don't know. Tisha Dumkrieger. I mean, you don't have to do a lot of work there. Yeah. Dumb is already in her name. <laughs> I see which other <laughs> SCC member, which is the state central committee. I don't know if we've mentioned. It's like the Democratic, uh, the actual party members getting voted into yeah. those positions. I don't know how it works, honestly. <laughs> it looks like something about Hillary for Iowa. Not, I don't know. She, yeah. yeah, she is a state central committee member, or at least was at some the point. The first result I got was Tisha Dumkrieger is on Facebook. She also has. <laughs> nice. She also um, 
Oh, wow. She, KCCI has an article about how she was, uh, she had to apologize. Yeah. For I, yeah, for this, possibly this, for this comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she, she posted on Facebook this article from CNN, which is about um, always the uh, tampon brand or whatever taking the female <laughs> symbol off of its packaging to be inclusive of oh transgender non binary customers. Horror. Does yeah. always, <laughs> yeah. Do they do tampons or are they just pads? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Justin, I know <laughs> the answer <laughs> to that question. I think they're, they're like known for pads. Okay. They're known for pads. Well, and Tisha, when she shared the article, she said, Really? I'm sorry, but how much more must natural born males take from women? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We can't even keep our female hygiene products. We bleed. We have cramps. We have cravings. We're hormonal. We ruin sheets, underwear, and sometimes (laughs) our favorite jeans because of this one thing that separates us from men a period. Tisha, is, you do not, you do not have she's to really post this. Gatekeeping and period. And she's kind of misunderstanding. <laughs> like, this isn't for trans women. It's for trans men. <laughs> like, this, this is for men who need these products, yeah. right? They took the female symbol off of it because it's not just women yeah. who need this shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's like got it totally backwards. <laughs> Oh, she! I I think she's pretty ignorant about a lot of things. Like that's what's that's what it seems like. <laughs> Tisha, no one is coming for your pads, honey. No one's coming <laughs> for your cramps. Like you can still have them. You can still ruin your pants as much as you it's, want. I'm like, so jealous. I'm so <laughs> jealous. If you like your period, you can keep it. Evan, <laughs> you guys are natural born men, and I know you want to have these cramps. <laughs> well, she continues. Uh, Trans women, which she says is one word, will never have to learn how to use a tampon or menstrual cup because you want to go swimming, but you got your period. Taking the symbol off of a product that a trans woman will never use is ridiculous and sexist. Trans women have no right taking that away from us naturally born women. Yikes. So she's a turf. Yeah. (laughs) She's 100%. I mean, 100%. Yeah. I just sent you, Natalie. I think I found her Pinterest account so she oh, this is yep, probably she, important she has boards called rice dishes chicken dinners <laughs> nice um wreaths and crafts nothing specifically about pads and tampons but i'll keep digging seafood casserole chicago vacation <laughs> dips she's got a whole board for dips with 30 <laughs> 35 pins <laughs> damn we love our dips out here oh my god she has um one called coffee with an exclamation point next to one called brunch and then she also has a board for baby stuff called for fetus <laughs> wow oh. sweet sweet hacks Wreath slash craft. <laughs> I don't know if this is her, but I feel like that's such a unique name, Tisha Dumkrieger. Yeah, it's probably her. She loves a dip. She hates trans people. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, who wants to continue with the document here? I'll do a little bit more about the dumb Kriegers. Yeah. <laughs> the Kriegers dumb. The dumb Kriegers, Jesus fucking Christ. Jeremy, he must be Mr. Dumb Creaker, 
is yeah. the biggest piece of shit this side of a wastewater facility. He ran for progressive caucus chair to draw off convention voters from another race to throw it in favor of Troy Price and Benton Renaud. Oh, my God. <laughs> he immediately withdrew his candidacy once notified that their candidate won. Yeah. Well, obviously, I know Troy Price. Do we know who Benton Renault is? Anyone? Nope. I'm doing Googling on the fly here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw something about the chair of the Stonewall Caucus. So he's mm-hmm. somehow involved in that, it looks like. Uh, retweeted Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah. Retweeted Teresa Greenfield. All right, we mm, got an idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, they continue talking about Benton Renault right here. Oh, yeah. This is related to the Stonewall Caucus. Benton Renault demanded Nick Cruz. Sorry, Nick. I don't know if it's Cruz or Cruzy, but uh, Benton demanded that Nick immediately turn over access to all of the social media he created and built on his own time and had an absolute (laughs) meltdown when he wouldn't. (laughs) Nick, I I met during the 2016 caucuses. He was cool. Uh, And then we've we've got a screenshot of admin activity from (laughs) some Democrat group, which shows that Troy Price removed Iowa Democratic Party Progressive Caucus Discussion Group as a recommended group. I think I might have been in that group at one point, but... I was in that group at one point. (laughs) Cutting off the Progressive Caucus Facebook group from the rest of the Democrat Facebook ecosystem. That is the most damning piece of evidence I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, and then there's a screenshot. So they also purged queer people out of the group, which is specifically for queer people. (laughs) Okay, so this is the Stonewall Stonewall Caucus's Facebook group. Yeah, I think as far as yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely what, yeah, because yeah, yeah, the quote. So anyway, uh, I won't say their name, but a uh, person. It's hard to say what they were responding to, but they're saying, "Are you saying I shouldn't be part of this caucus anymore? I still support Democrats, and I also need to be somewhat nonpartisan for my new project." Mm-hmm. And uh, Troy Price, another friend of the show, uh, replies, <laughs> "Verified account on Facebook." Oh yeah, he's verified. <laughs> well, he's an admin. I guess. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's okay, an admin okay. badge. Yeah. He's a cop in this Facebook yeah. group. <laughs> Those look like a cop badge. Uh, this is the Democratic Stonewall Caucus. Our job, as defined in the guidelines of this caucus, is to pr- promote Democratic candidates and advocate for the LGBTQ plus community within the party. In fact, it says we are the voice of Democrats in the LGBTQIA. This time he includes the IA plus uh, oh, person yeah. community. <laughs> so, he's, yeah. Adding more as he goes. <laughs> extra woke. Yeah. <laughs> a longstanding question asked of those who wish to join this group is whether or not you are a registered Democrat. So I guess the issue is that this person wasn't a registered Democrat, and I guess they didn't... Who knows? So they were purging. They were purging so they the group. they kicked him out for not being a registered yeah. Democrat. Yeah. When they were yeah. handing out bricks at the actual Stonewall, they did ask, <laughs> are you a registered Democrat? <laughs> Famously. <laughs> And then Claire Celsi chimes in to say, I'd say yes, that is a requirement of any caucus of the Democratic Party. This is not a garage sale group. (laughs) (laughs) Just any old gay person can be in a garage sale group. You know, as a queer, do not get in between me and my garage sales. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I understand that like they want their special groups to only have democrats but it's like it's a facebook group yeah like don't you don't you think having people who are not like super excited about being a member of your party 
in the group like discussing these issues with you might be like a useful form of outreach mm. or do you want to yeah. just excommunicate them and never <laughs> let them see you again yeah it's all about loyalty yeah i just love the pretension of saying we are in fact the voice of democrats in the in the community or you know the lgbt community the person community yeah yeah the the, the person community the lgbt person community <laughs> okay um when i resigned from the fcc over danny homan bullying people into not voting for a harassment policy they never even responded to my email or acknowledged Ooh, that i left that's a big one that's nate, nate bolton shit mm-hmm. oh yeah that was bad i remember that at the time i was in these groups at the time of that do you guys know who danny homan is no he is the president of the iowa chapter of ask me the the union AFSCME. Oh. He's also, you know, got some fucking position in the party. But yeah, the harassment policy was, if I recall, specifically in response to the multiple allegations of harassment from State Senator Nate Bolton. Still in office, still holding a leadership Mm -hmm. position in Mm -hmm. in the party, in the Senate caucus. They still love him. (laughs) uh, trotted out every so often to kind of test the waters. Like, are people still (laughs) upset that he's a groper and, like, a creep? I'm like, yes, Uh, we continue to be. Yeah. And they're like, okay, okay. Pop pop him back in there. Bring him back. Put him back in the bar. (laughs) Yeah. The the party, they tweeted about him during the UAW strike and then deleted it. Yep. <laughs> um, the budgets were presented to the SEC in lump sums and read out to the group by Danny Homan. Huge amounts, like tens of thousands, were listed under vague categories like consulting that we couldn't get more information from. <laughs> A shit ton oh. of that money was funded to grifters like Norm Sturzenbach's GPS Impact <laughs> and former IDP chair Ben Fokey's consulting business Wildfire. Oh, I hate that stupid name. Ben Fuck. Been fuck, yeah. We all thought it. <laughs> GPS, this is kind of on the same topic, so I'm just going to do it and then. Um, yeah. GPS Impact is super tight with the party and fucks around in prima- primaries. They favored Leanne Jacobson against Steve King in the fourth, and Kevin Geiken and the rest treated J.D. Schulten like absolute shit and wouldn't even acknowledge him at big public <laughs> events. All this was about J.D. Schulten. J.D. Schulten had a staffer who was in his mid-40s, at least, who was dating a fellow staffer in her 20s. He also kicked his <laughs> staffer out of his house because he was tired of the rumors about him being gay, and the staffer was gay, which he felt contributed to the rumors this yeah this is like one of the wildest uh allegations in in the document like what's going on jd i wish there was a way to know like yeah to dig more into that there's like a running theme here of just like absolute disrespect for like the rank and file party members (laughs) from like people Mm -hmm. above them like it's crazy like any dissent is (laughs) just punished yeah you have to be totally loyal and toe the party line and something that I think you guys have brought up on the podcast and in the past is like for Democrats there's this air of like what we're doing is the right and moral thing and on the on the Republican Mm -hmm. side too but it's just such a toxic idea because it keeps you from like analyzing your actions like if you think you're like everything Mm -hmm. you do is in service of the larger greater good then you're willing to justify like being shitty to other people 
And that's yeah. why they hate leftists so much is because mm. they're attacking that moral high ground. And without mm. it, you have to face the shitty shit you did yeah. in, in yeah. service of this moral high ground. Yeah. That's also what we were talking about earlier about bullying them because it's cognitive dissonance. And like at a certain point, like it heightens enough where like, I mean, it depends. Obviously, some people are never going to ever, you know, break through the cognitive dissonance. But yeah, yeah it's, they sort of. They sort of have like the cause and effect uh, flipped in their mind where it's like, I decided I'm a good person, therefore my actions are good. Instead mm-hmm. of like, I'm intentionally doing good things and that is helping me on my path to enlightenment. <laughs> I've already arrived. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I decided I'm good. So I'm <laughs> that justifies my behavior. <laughs> Uh, I'll read this, this one here. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the IDP icing out black candidates goes way back. Uh, this is something we haven't really talked about on the show yet, but uh, just look at Roz Smith and Deidre DeGere in the governor's race if you want to see how the IDP treats its uh, statewide black candidates. But this one in particular is talking about Rayma McCoy Hyten. Uh, she was harassed and shit talked constantly by people, including Claire. Chelsea. <laughs> Josh Hughes tried to go after her for how she used her campaign money. I'm doing a lot of Googling tonight. <laughs> I used to be Facebook friends with Rayma. I, I never stay. I, I'd unfriend everyone. It wasn't personal. Yeah. Just because I didn't know her anymore, so I stopped. But she seemed pretty cool. If, like me, you don't, listeners, if you don't know 99% of the people that we're talking about, I think it just goes to show that, like, at every single level, there are these, like, characters throughout Iowa politics that are nefarious. (laughs) (laughs) Just lurking at every single level. Yeah, I I can't find what office uh, Rayma mccoy Hyten ran for, but... Clearly, she ran for some sort of office. Yeah, it was something in eastern Iowa because I was in there at the time, but I can't remember. Uh, Josh Hughes, let's see. He's got some bleeding heartland posts. All right, well, Josh Hughes was the former president of Drake University Democrats, so that might be all the information we need on him. President of Drake University Democrats. Imagine being in a college Dems. That's where, like, the, that's where these people, I think, get their chutzpah. Oh, yeah. Like, they they loved, like, college Democrats so much. <laughs> For sure. And they were, like, like Dan Pereira, like, hot shots in the college Dems. And so then they, that shaped them and they made them decide. Like, they're just, like, addicted to the West Wing. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. West Wing, for sure. <laughs> Basically, all the people who worked in Obama's administration are all like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And they're all actually Veep. They are not actually West Wing <laughs> characters. They're all the dog killing staffer from Veep. <laughs> That's like one of the. Well, I mean, I guess it's in line with like the leaders of the Democratic Party shitting on the rank and file, but like Obama has like been on the record of like shitting on a lot of his former staffers are like just like not going to their events or like not saying anything in support of them when they run for office or whatever like there's been a couple things i can't remember specifics but uh, it seems like he has disdain for them like okay i googled the names in the next one preemptively so i can help. good job all right go for it (laughs) someone else read it and i'll tell you who the people are all right (laughs) mark smith who's that he was a former Iowa State rep, and he was like the interim party chair after Troy Price left in disgrace uh, okay. and before uh, Ross Wilburn took over. 
So Mark Smith refused to support Megan Shrinivas. Sorry, Megan. She ran for uh, Iowa House District 30, or might still be running. It's unclear how old this campaign website is. But okay. anyway, continue with the, the note here because it's pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> All right. Mark refused to support Megan because only a, and this is in quotes, so maybe this is a direct quote, a white Christian man could win that seat despite it being a black woman's for like 30 years. <laughs> yeah. God, what an ass. <laughs> and th- this is like in Des Moines, so it's not like a super rural, like whites-only district, you know? They th- like mean... they still think that. I saw people saying that oh, like yeah. about Indira on Twitter, like saying that they couldn't, she couldn't win in this part of Des Moines. Like she could only yeah. win in the part God. of Des Moines yeah. she did. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know. Again, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, yep. Oh, we have to support the worst candidates because they're the only ones who can win. To clarify, this was likely referring to a race that Megan uh, Srinivas ran in in 2018. She ran for District 9 in the Iowa House, and she lost by, like, 350 votes. <laughs> Jesus, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so last one. Um, Mark Ol. Birding. <laughs> we can't say any of these fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not smart. No one ever claimed this was the smartest podcast. <laughs> SEC member and rules chair referred to an anti-harassment policy designed to protect party volunteers as, quote, a distraction from winning elections. Oh I'm gosh. sure that was in the name Bolton stuff, too. Yeah. We must win at all costs. Mm-hmm. If that means Sweep harassing it all under our the volunteers... Rug. If that means rubbing our dicks on our coworkers <laughs> at a bar, so be it. <laughs> if it reflects badly on us, it did not happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that is all of them that I have. Those are pretty fun. Thank you to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, everybody. We've uh we've put it out there. We've put our <laughs> names behind all this slander <laughs> yeah. i for one i for one believe every single thing that someone who listens to the podcast would ever say to yeah. me even though we do for legal purposes have to say this is all alleged i mean i believe all of it but allegedly yeah i'm easily influenced so yeah. <laughs> we don't really need facts and evidence to support it we just have our own biases and just the vibes. <laughs> just like any other fucking news source in Iowa. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So where do they uh, send hate mail or other tips to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want us to talk about some shit that you can't talk about yourself, uh, you want us to like take the risk on ourselves, <laughs> send us your tips at rockhardcaucus at gmail.com can also send us a message on twitter i believe our dms are open yeah that's all i mean anything else we need to tell them i don't think so i love this shit if you just want to tell me some like good gossip not to read on the show please do you can do that too (laughs) you can dm any one of us we would love to hear it i love to like just know bad stuff that rocks to me so i've had multiple (laughs) conversations with like uh, campaign workers and stuff where they tell me like, please don't talk about this on your podcast. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't walk away immediately. So I, I enjoy hearing that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it seems clear there is a, a large contingent of very frustrated Iowa Democrats out there. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we can be a lightning rod for you. Like if it if it get you in trouble, you can have us talk about it for you, and then we will get blocked by everyone involved <laughs> instead of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've shown based on the like amber debacle that we're willing to go hard. <laughs> and unlike, you know, members of the IDP who read the New York Times, I don't think any of them are really listening to our podcast. So there's no worry about them calling your place of employment and telling on you. So fucking narcs. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody. Bye. Yep. Good night, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Oh damn. What is a dog? I forgot it's Mother's Day. Didn't get a gift for her. Other plans got in the way. She'll be so disappointed. Damn, I forgot it too. This could have been avoided. What the hell are we gonna do? My mom's been so alone ever since my daddy left. Go. No one to hold her tight. Life has put her to the test. I know just what you mean. My mom's been so sad and great. Word. My dad can't satisfy her in the bedroom ever since he passed away. Hold up. I'm thinking, I think it too. Slow up, what time is it though? It's time for a switcheroo. We both love our moms, women with grown women needs. I say we break them off, show them how much they really mean. Cause I'm a mother lover, you're a mother lover. We should each other's mothers, each other's mothers.